0: Welcome to Cis Internet Radio. This is in spirit, affectionately called Cis, is a nurturing environment for women that inspires harmony in everyday living, shares resources that empower, offers information and support that nourishes the soul, balances our mental and physical well-being, and promotes inner peace and heightened spirituality. Our vision is a world where women live consciously harmoniously, and spiritually to positively impact our lives and the lives of those with whom we come into contact. Join us as we live life with style, grace, and of course, much joy. Welcome to Part 5 of the CIS Financial Literacy Education Program. We continue our journey of empowerment that started back in September with Mind Over Money to set the foundation for a mindset that attracts money to you. We dealt with the metaphysics of money and now have built up to today's webinar on creating and building wealth. Make no mistake, wealth is more than just financial abundance. Wealth is an overall condition of well-being. Yet, Having financial wealth allows us to contribute to the well-being of others, in addition to ourselves. Tonight's guest, Dennis Hinton of Resource Asset Management, is an expert at creating and building financial wealth for others. Good evening, Mr. Hinton, and welcome to the show.
1: Well, good evening. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for joining us. We told our participants that we would bring financially savvy experts to them to speak for free and get information that is totally invaluable. And so you represent one of those guests. So thank you very much for joining us and welcome to the show.
1: Well, you know, I'm just delighted to be here and excited.
0: Okay. So before we get into the discussion, I'd just like to give a brief introduction on you. Sure. Uh,
1: My name is uh, Dennis Hinton. I'm an investment banker with Resource Asset Management. It's an investment banking firm here in Atlanta. I have 24-plus years' experience, and basically my job is to help people realize their financial goals.
0: Yes, and this is a whole lot more about Mr. Hinton He surrounds himself with a very capable staff of investment bankers and financial planners. He also has a professional network of CPAs and attorneys. He's circumnavigated up and down financial markets successfully for his clients over the years, and you probably have seen him on TV, on NBC, 11 Alive, sharing analytical financial information for the last 10 years. He's also published numerous articles in magazines such as Money, Black Enterprise, and Atlanta Business Tribune, and he has worked with clients who are totally financially successful. To hear their names, you would say, oh, and so we bring you our guest tonight, an exceptional financially savvy speaker. Dennis Hinton, welcome to the show.
1: Well, thank you very much. I'm just uh, delighted to be here, and uh, money management's important because, let's face it, it's a, a fundamental process of uh, how we uh, should be a fundamental process of how we run our lives. Uh, it should be a part of our daily routine, uh, being cognizant of what we spend, because it's not what we bring in as much as what goes out of our household. And it's very important that we start off with a budget, like any successful business, You should run your house by having a budget and knowing exactly what you're spending and you know exactly what comes in.
0: So can we just start off with you telling us how you became interested in the world of finance?
1: Well, I'm originally from uh, New York. I'm from uh, an area outside of New York City called Westchester, an area called Mount Vernon. Uh, Many of you may be familiar with Mount Vernon because so many rappers are from there. You know, Heavy D, uh, the late Heavy D was from Mount Vernon, Albie Shore still lives there. P. Diddy, uh, and then there were of course people like Denzel Washington, famous basketball players like Gus and Ray Williams. It's a, it's a great place to grow up because you have the uh, you have the suburbs, yet you're only uh, 25 minutes from downtown New York. Well, one of my first jobs was working at Macy's department store on 34th Street, Harrod Square, and I had the distinct pleasure of working like in the men's department and men's shirts. And, of course, working in men's shirts, I see these guys coming in from from Wall Street, you know, these guys in gray flannel suits, pinstripe suits, and, of course, I was very curious as to what they did for a living. And they took great joy and pride and explained to me just what they did. And the more and the longer I worked there, the more I learned about Wall Street and how money works. You know, money never sleeps. Mm -hmm. You and I can work 8, 10, 12 hours a day, But money works 24 hours a day. So, of course, you know, I became very interested. And, uh, you know, that was my goal pretty much after finishing college. My goal was to to get back to New York, to get back to Wall Street. And after working for a CPA firm, I had an opportunity to join Merrill Lynch, which is probably one of the most prestigious firms in New York on Wall Street. So initially it was a little intimidating. But like anything else, I worked through it. Got my nerves in check and went to work uh, in New York for Merrill Lynch uh, where I spent the first, uh, I guess I spent about eight months there training with Merrill Lynch and then was assigned to the Atlanta office. Of course, went back to New York and to Princeton, New Jersey on a number of occasions for Merrill Lynch doing training. So essentially, my interest was sparked by working in retail for Macy's Department Store and uh, you know, maybe eight years after that, had an opportunity to uh, to realize my dream by going to work on Wall Street for Merrill Lynch. And uh, you know, twenty four years later, here I am.
0: And have you returned to money earning Mount Vernon?
1: Always, always returned to the roots. <laughs> uh, love money earning. You know, I was I was one of the few cats that uh, you know. At, at Mount Vernon, you either uh, you either rapped or you either uh, performed and sang or you. Uh, or you were an actor, Uh, people like Denzel Washington. Well, I couldn't act. I acted up, of course, but I couldn't act in terms of theater or movies. And uh, my rapping skills were very limited and certainly couldn't sing. I mean, in terms of carrying a tune, I don't think I could carry a tune if it had a handle on it. So I had to do something else. You know, I I was the other guy. You know, I was the guy that uh, when everyone else was rapping and partying and hanging out, I was a guy that had my uh, my face in a, in a newspaper or a business magazine, trying to figure out what I was going to do the rest of my life, because I knew my uh, my uh, musical and entertainment skills were limited.
0: Yeah. So another question from the sisters in in spirit viewpoint, you know, we deal with the metaphysical like a a lot. We like to take everyday living, the mundane, and see how it relates to the metaphysical. So would you say? That money is an energy or a currency that we use to fulfill our lives.
1: Oh, absolutely, no doubt. I mean, come on, let's face it. I mean, uh, you know, it's a uh, it's, it's it's a necessary evil. You know, it's uh, it's what we need to uh, to to barter, to bargain, to negotiate, and uh, of course, uh, you know, the better if the, 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 ma- the better managed assets will give us a greater return. So like anything else, it's important that we um, we manage those assets. Uh, but it is energy. It gives us energy. And uh, think about it. When things go wrong and we're broke, we tend to be energy drained. Right. But when we have a little ka-ching, ka in our pockets, you know, we have a lot more energy and we feel a lot better about ourselves. So money in and of itself can be a um, a confidence booster or it certainly can be, uh, you know, something that drains our energy.
0: So that takes us right into our topic for tonight: creating and building wealth
1: absolutely absolutely it's It's very, very important uh, you know again it's 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 a lot easier than it seems, but sometimes I think we make it difficult, uh, especially as African Americans, most of us are first generation investors. I mean, think about it. how many of you guys um grew up sitting around the dinner table? discussing your portfolios or discussing Wall Street or discussing investments. Many of us didn't. If anything, we sat around a dinner table planning to uh, or trying to figure out how we were going to have food on the table for the next day. Right. So most of us are first-generation investors or Wall Street folks, whereas um, when I was in New York and training in New York, it was so interesting because many of my counterparts and guys I worked with You know, their dads have been stockbrokers. Their grandfathers have been stockbrokers. So for them, it was second half. For them, investing and saving was, it wasn't even anything they thought about. It just came natural. Mm -hmm. But often when you have financial challenges, it doesn't come natural. And it's something that you really have to make a conscious effort to do well at.
0: Now, if you're dealing with um, Maslow's hierarchy, if you're at survival level, you have to deal with survival. And once you get past that, then you can get into developing your well-being and bettering yourself.
1: Oh, yes. It's it's, it's blocking and tackling. It's fundamentals. Um, You know, uh, my dad, who didn't necessarily make a lot of money, but he would reward us for savings. And he would always say, you know, if you have a part-time job, no matter how little you make, you know, just take a, a few, a few cents, a few quarters, and just put it, put it away, put it aside. He says, you know, anyone can save fifty cents a day or a dollar a day, uh, in regardless of your situation, and you'd be surprised how quickly it can amass. You know, one of my early clients, probably the third client I ever acquired, was an assistant teacher. Didn't make very much money at all, but you know, now 25 uh, years later, she's still with me and you'd be surprised how much you've been able to amass over the years. It's just a matter of, of creating a routine and sticking with it.
0: Right. So being persistent. So what other tips do you have on creating and building wealth? So I know there are some basic principles. Would you please delve into those principles?
1: Well, it begins with saving. Um, you know, I, I don't care how much uh, someone makes. You know, often I will sit down with people and they'll say, well, I really don't earn that much money. I really don't make that much. And also you'll be surprised uh, what you can save if you just really think about it. I mean, you know, think about perhaps instead of getting your hair done every week, maybe getting it done twice a month. Or think about perhaps instead of going to the, hair salon, to the uh, nail salon, Every week, maybe go, you know, uh, every other week. There are little things we can do, um, you know, uh, depending upon your commute. Maybe if you work, uh, you know, in an area that you can walk to work versus constantly taking public transportation. You know, there there are things we, we all can do. You know, uh, you know maybe we, we can look at our grocery list and cut back on our grocery list. There are little things we can do. And it starts out by just... Fundamentally trying to save just a little, but it's important that you develop a routine and you do it every day or every week or every month. Once you get into a routine, you'd be surprised. Those few dollars that you put away, you're not even going to miss. You know, just put them someplace where you're not going to be tempted to go and get to them. But you'd be surprised how over time things really add up. Things really add up, but it's about establishing a routine no different than routines that you already have, like brushing your teeth in the morning or showering as you prepare to go to work or laying out your clothes the night before so that you won't have to worry about sitting around in the morning what you're going to wear to work the next day. It's about developing a routine
0: mhm, and so. You know, there are a lot of options out there on what to do with your money. So if we're talking to the participants in this program who would range from an age of, let's say, 16 in high school to early career, so 26 okay. 25, 26. What would right. be your recommendation for that specific group of women? And, you well, know, this applies to men, but, you know, we're sisters in spirit, and so we focus on women first, and we know that women will share that with the family, whoever they're dealing with.
1: Oh, and, and look, and and in most households, you know, women um, make 68% of the decisions, so I'm talking to the right group. <laughs> but the thing I would say is that it's very, very important that early on you do the fundamentals like establishing a checking account. I remember I was so excited when I first opened up and had a checking account in my own name. I had my own account. I'll never forget it. I was a sophomore in high school. I didn't have very much in there. You know, I got $20, $25. But all of a sudden now, you know, you're beginning to get it. Right. And you open up a checking account, uh, you know, with checks. And then the next thing you want to do is open up a savings account. You know, those are just the basic fundamentals. No differently than, you know, establishing a debit or a credit card. But let's let's get that checking account open. Let's get that savings account open. And the first place we're going to start is with a savings account or a money market account. Now, they don't pay very much. You're not going to earn very much interest. You're certainly not going to get rich. But what you are going to do is you're going to establish a routine. You're going to establish a pattern. So you get your checking account going or your savings account going, and every week or every other week, you want to try and, at a minimum, put in something. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe it's just $2, just so that you get into the habit of doing it. So the first, the first account you want to establish are checking and savings accounts. after that perhaps a money market account. And, you know, these are the kinds of things that, your banker or any anybody at a bank that Teller can talk to you about and getting started. They'll be more than happy uh, to help you open up that first account, be it a checking account or a savings account or even a money market account. But, but let's start there. Let's start with the basics, and then we can work our way forward.
0: Okay. So uh, what if someone said to you, Well, savings accounts don't yield that much interest. It's like, you know, you have it there, and there could be so much more that you can do with it.
1: Well, so much more is a relative term. Um, You want to start off with the basics. I mean, you wouldn't try and run before you learn to walk, or you wouldn't try and walk before you learn to crawl. So we want to start off with simple, fundamental steps. And at this particular point, early in the game, we're trying to create some positive habits. We're trying to, to create some discipline. Mm-hmm. We're trying to increase the first steps, to establish the first steps. So we're, we're, we're not as concerned about, at this particular point, we're not as concerned about the yield or doubling your money or growing your money or creating growth. We're just trying to establish a basic account, basic savings account. Now, once you've done that, and you have established a certain amount of money, uh, let's start off with number like a $1,000. Now we're ready to do something else. Now, this $1,000 that we're talking about, this isn't money that you're going to need in a month or in three months. You want to have an amount, say, 1000 that you know you're not going to need for at least a year, or year and a half, and hopefully even longer. Because the longer you can afford to let money sit, the more it's going to grow, and the more beneficial it's going to be for you in the long run. You can't treat this as a checking account. These are when you think about savings and investing. These are funds that you don't readily need. And you don't need them. These funds, you know, in three weeks to pay rent or for the car note coming due. These are funds that you can afford to put someplace, allow to grow over a period of time. So after you've established a checking and savings or a money market account, then you can begin thinking about establishing a relationship with someone like myself, a stockbroker or a financial planner. Because at that point, you've graduated, and we're going to begin putting together a strategy to help that money grow significantly quicker than it would have grown at a bank. Now, our whole strategy is that we're going to help you begin the process of building wealth. And
0: so as you do that, then what steps would you take? Where would the money sit? Well, I'm that young investor. What on my part do I need to do?
1: Well, what you need to do, the next step is that you're going to establish a relationship. Um, And the best way to establish a relationship with someone like myself, a financial planner or a stockbroker, Usually you want to reach out to people you know, uh, perhaps uh, at your bank. If you have a relationship with Wells Fargo or, you know, Bank of America, you know, that's a good place to start. Or a friend or a family member. Ask them, hey, do you know a good CPA? Do you know a good stockbroker? Do you know a financial planner? And that way someone's coming to you re- that's referred to you and you're not starting from, from ground zero. Or even perhaps consulting someone at your bank and asking them, Banks, uh, for the most part, have relationships with investment firms, and sometimes they may even have someone working at the branch that can assist you. So it's a good place to get started. And then what happens is that person is going to talk to you about your short-term needs, your long-term needs, and what's going on. A person is going to talk to you about what your objective is. Are you investing medium-term for the next three or five years, or are you looking to invest long-term? Are you looking to establish a, uh, an IRA, which is an individual retirement account? Are you looking to establish, you know, a, uh, simply just an investment account or a college funding account? Do you have children and you're looking at saving for them? There are a number of different accounts that a financial planner can help you establish. But the first conversation you're going to have with this person Is about you and what your goals are and what your objectives are. And then once they establish that, they're going to want to know how much risk you can accept. You know, uh, based on the people we're talking to tonight, um, you know, you you have a lot of time. You're young. So, therefore, you can afford to accept some risk. Uh, When you think of risk, think of investing like in the stock market, which certainly fluctuation goes up and down. But in this particular case, we're hoping that it goes up. We can also talk about the different investment options, such as bonds, uh, CDs, which are certificates of deposit. There are a wide menu of investment choices, and professionals like myself, that's our job. We're there to help you work through the maze of investment options that are readily available to the average person.
0: Right, because if you're not a financially savvy person, you don't know what to do, and when you look at that maze, you don't understand which direction, which direction you should go in. So can you tell us a little bit more about the direction that we should go in, and then maybe you can get into where you think the stock market is going?
1: Well, everybody, it's it's really individualized, and everyone – will have a different objective. It's not it's not a one-size-fits-all kind of situation. You can have two seniors in high school and they may have totally different objectives. You may have one that's saying, hey, I'm a senior. You know, I know college is coming up. I want to take a couple of years off and work then I want to start saving for college. So when that person looks to invest and save, they're specifically saving for college. You may have another senior in high school who says, hey, I know that My family is planning on giving me a a $500 gift certificate or a $1,000 graduation gift, and that's money I'm going to look to invest and never touch it for the next 20 years. So those funds would be invested completely different than uh, the first person. So the whole purpose of sitting down with someone like myself, a financial planner, is to understand what your needs are, your goals, your objectives, so they can put together – a plan that fits you. Mm -hmm. It's not about you being savvy or it's not about you having a lot of financial wherewithal. That's what they get paid for. And -hmm. then invariably what happens is they will charge you a fee for those services. And the fee that they're charging you, that's how they earn it. They earn it by understanding what your needs are, what your objectives are, and then putting together a plan to help you meet those needs and those objections.
0: And that plan is individualized as you stated based on Absolutely. the person. Yeah, based
1: on your age, based on um what your goals are, your short term goals, your marital status. I mean think about it. Let's say for instance you're a young twenty three, twenty four year old bride and you have uh you know no children but you're planning on having a child for the next year. You know, uh, your situation is going to be completely different than someone who's perhaps the same age, but they're a student, and uh, they have a few bucks that they put aside, and uh, they're not going to touch those 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 bucks for a long time. So everybody's situation is different. It's all individualized. It specifically depends upon the individual's need, their objectives, and what they're looking to accomplish. Uh, sometimes, you know, two people approximately the same age, perhaps even friends will walk to my office, they'll say, this is my guy, you know, we're looking to do this. And I'll say, well, well tell me about your objective. Well, oh, we both want the same things, we both have the same risk level. And then once I start digging deeper, I find out that their objectives are completely different. Yeah, they may be best friends, they may be the same age, live in the same neighborhood, but trust me, it is not one size fits all. Everyone has different objectives There is are as different as people's wardrobes and and everything else. I mean, it's all about you and what you're looking to accomplish going forward in your particular life.
0: Yeah, And, and also it has a lot to do with how you were raised. You know, I think about the whole Rich Dad, Poor Dad series and the teachings that the poor dad gave the young man. It's just so totally different from what the philosophy of a rich dad thinking would be. And so I'm looking at this from the point of view that your investment broker or your financial advisor is going to give you the rich dad perspective.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely, because we've been trained we've been trained to have a much different mindset than perhaps someone who wasn't afforded the same type of training. You're absolutely correct. You know our role is to get you from point A to point to point B. And, uh, you know, that's what we do, you know, for our clients. We have to help them uh, achieve their goals.
0: Can you tell us more about your business, how you can be contacted for those who are interested in working with you and helping them create, helping you create wealth for them?
1: Sure, sure, sure. Well, you know, it's, it's as simple as contacting me either by telephone or dropping me an email. My email address is d2. O N M O N E Y, so it's d 2 money at com. Once again, it's D2ONMONEY at com. Or they can just simply go to my website, which is Dennis, D E N N I S Hinton, H I N T O N, dot com. And of course, my number directly is 404 They can feel free to contact me and they'll have a private, uh, no cost, Consultation. They just have to mention sisters in spirit, and um, and then we'll figure out what their needs are and what we need to do to get them on the right track.
0: Okay, and I know that you also speak. You do lectures at universities, etc. Do you have any upcoming events?
1: No, not 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 any locally. Uh, not any locally. Is uh, something coming up? Cascade United Methodist, but that's not going to be until June. But you know, I can certainly uh, post and keep your audience abreast of what's going on uh, on my website, so that if things come up, they can feel more than they can feel free to come out and and listen and and hopefully pick up some knowledge that will be very important.
0: Yeah, and we also have a blog page at fluidmagazine.com dot com where we posted your information, advertised this event, and allow people to ask questions, so if questions come up there, hopefully you'll be able to respond back to questions that are raised on the blog page.
1: Oh, absolutely. No doubt about it.
0: Okay, I will send you the link. Are there any topics in particular that you'd like to present to the audience tonight?
1: No, just it's it's very important that people invest. It's very important that people save. And uh, like I said, you can contact me at d2onmoney at com. I'll mm-hmm. be more than happy to discuss it. I'll be more than happy to meet with them.
0: Okay. So what would you say to the individual that says, you know, I'm really just making it paycheck to paycheck, and I don't have any extra money to invest to create and build wealth for myself?
1: What I would say is that you'd be surprised how much you can save and how much you can invest. I would encourage them to uh contact me because uh, you'd be surprised where you can find available money to, to invest. Anyone can save. Anyone can invest.
0: Okay. All right, Mr. Hinton, thank you very much for joining our show tonight. You've been listening to Sisters in Spirit, the Financial Literacy Education Program Series. This is the fifth of our series, we have one more topic and then a final webinar and event that we'll be doing with Operation Hope. So please stay tuned to the remainder of our series, and we'd like to thank Mr. Dennis Hinton of Resource Asset Management for joining us tonight.
1: Dennis? Oh, listen, it's been, it's been great. I really enjoyed it. The two things I would leave your audience with are the following. If you have a landlord then you shouldn't be driving a Land Rover, <laughs> and you shouldn't try and have champagne appetite if you currently have a beer budget.
0: Yeah, and- hey,
1: I enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Look forward to hearing from you guys. Uh,
0: thank you very much. Uh, and okay. And we- please join our show, listeners, um, next Thursday at 8 p.m. We'll be talking about a holistic kitchen and eating to live. Thank you, Dennis. We'll talk soon. Have a good evening all Good night